0: Spirit, pushing the limits of talk radio with
1: Charlene Springer. to Boundless Spirit Radio with Charlene Springer. And uh, wow, we have a heck of a show for you today. We've got Dr. Richard Allen Miller. And for those of you who don't know who he is... (laughs) Man, <laughs> well, we have it. it this is going to be like a roller coaster ride with Dr. Richard Allen Miller, and he likes to be called Rick. Um, he is an author and researcher, and I mean, there are just so many things that when you hear physics, when you hear magic, when you hear genius, when you hear Harvard, MIT, Seal Corp, holographic, metaphysics, um, um, alternative agriculture, alchemy, mystery school—all these things. This is all a part of who he is. And he is, it's funny, my first conversation with him, I swear I got downloaded. It felt like it was a download. And um, you will enjoy him too. So please be patient because there's so much information. And remember that you can go up and listen to it again and you'll get even more. As he says, sometimes with me, I only get 30%. So <laughs> it's wonderful. So welcome Dr. Richard Allen Miller
2: to Boundless Spirit Radio. Thank you, I, I, I'm a, what they call a polymath and I'm a, like a four-year-old that never became seven. I'm blessed, thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know? Well, I, they had a big bullseye on me when I was in high school. Old man, the pont, was there waiting for me when I graduated from undergraduate school at Pullman, Washington State University, and then uh, a roller coaster ride went downhill from there. I, I started by like, going back east and uh, working and uh, at, at, at DuPont. And boy, that's where I got the holographic concept of reality. I was walking down the hall and I looked in this one off the, you know, lab that was open. And there's Gabor doing uh, a whole, there was a hol- three dimensional holographic TV, 1966. I saw it. Now, guess what? Where is that now? No. <laughs> hey, we have them. We had them. We had them in 60. 19, I saw it and I had an epiphany when I started talking to him, because I just walked into his lab and introduced myself i had a three kid uh, grad, uh, going to grad school at Delaware and uh, that's when they sent me to Princeton, MIT and then I did a little bit of teaching at Harvard and Annapolis and you know, downhill from there but um, I saw uh, this hologram this guy had gotten a Nobel Prize a couple of years earlier where he had taken, uh, you know uh, a photographic film, and had created a, an image in that hologram uh, that when you've shined a coherent light through it and it interfered on the interference pattern, created a three-dimensional image. I immediately said, oh, a hologram is three dimensions. Of, I mean, it's n dimensions of information, and n minus one dimensions. It's the way information mm-hmm. folds into and out of itself. And I got it. I got it right away. And um, <laughs> Gorborev looked at me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what the heck is that? Man, life. Um, But it happened. And that's where I did uh, that first epiphany out of grad school. I saw the possibilities. And it's all of it you know, quantum universe, holographic universe. You choose your model to open and close doors. If you want to go here, you have to use this model. If you want to go there, you have to use that one. They're sometimes mutually exclusive. And what I'm now discovering is that information isn't really what you think it is because it's mm-hmm. as you go and gain more information, what happens? You got more questions. <laughs> it's like a monster mm-hmm. in a little corner. <laughs> the more you know, the less you know. Mm-hmm. And so, how does that work?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No. there's a theorem. so now
1: oh okay go. Yes. Right. I wonder no 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 I was asking so so why would we why would we want to know about this holographic universe
2: well what would we, we do example, with that in quantum universe you have an indeterminacy which means the more you know about one thing the less you know about something else And a holographic universe allows you to change the movie Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the brain uh, back in 73 I proposed embryonic holography, that paper was classified top secret, for 20 years and why I didn't make Talbot's book Talbot uh, on that, because all my work was classified, the thing is uh, embryonic holography I suggested that the DNA was a three dimensional hologram of force space who you were, who you are, and who you will be, and today I'm suggesting that the brain is a four-dimensional hologram, a five-space. If you learn how to go to different places in the brain, change the reality. Just like, what is that, sliders. How does that work? All possibilities. That's your multiverse right there. And what's limited is your imagination. That's what holds it back. And so if you can develop... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry.
1: No, go ahead. If you can develop,
2: go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to go for a point here. The thing is, it isn't real. A quantum universe isn't real. There's never ever, in my opinion, ever going to be a TOE or theory of everything where it all is in this one little model. Um, uh, Because it isn't about the models. The models define that universe. And that's what we call the multiverse. Which, by the way, the math on that is no longer string theory, it's knot theory. And mostly we're using Kaufman and others where bosmas are tied into Poland, and it does a certain thing like a slip knot does from a blah, blah, blah knot in a Boy Scout's. And so we have these universes that are you. You have a closed system. I'm a closed system. We're dialoguing right now. It has just now created a third closed system as a membrane physics. And that's what a holographic universe does, which is different than a quantum universe, which is indeterminacy. And so it's arbitrary. And you choose... You know, what, what model, you have assumed truths, you know, shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Yeah, but that's not true anymore, is it? And so, uh, and definition, to define what a point is, <laughs> the pointless force. And I, I, I find that you choose these things to define it. So that would suggest that science isn't any more real than religion. They're opposite ends of the, of the spectrum, like, into the out of uh, an hourglass uh, time, with the past going into the future. Um, with, and what you have is the moment, the point between the two. And that's why you have two brains. That's why the solar system has a binary, whatever, and, and then there's a galaxy, a big black hole, well, there's a white hole at the other end of it. As, Interstellar. I, I can tell you that we don't know this. What we try to do is imagine a type of universe that would allow you to change the movie. You know, this horror on Elm Street that we're currently all enjoying. <laughs> I, and I went out. And that's what the book is always was about, suggesting it. The you know, Egyptian book of the deck, all these different other previous epochs, they all talk about the same thing. So that's why the Nazis were always interested in reverse technology and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm moving but they didn't they create the bell? That's interesting, the balance. What does that mean? Well, Alan Dean Foster, good sci-fi writer, writes about that kind of thing with Maori, then into the out of. It's uh, so a very good sci-fi book. And uh, he wrote Star Wars also, and some other but, but Outland, you know, things. That, yeah, but Dean, Alan Dean Foster lives in Asheville, just down the street. And his writings suggest that, uh, you know, the book starts out with a bunch of shamans in Africa, and a bunch of demons start popping out of into space uh, from somewhere else. And it uh, goes downhill from there. It's interesting. It's good writing. And uh, I think that that's where we are today. There's going to be a major shift in the way we do business in physics. Nobody has any confidence in it anymore because our so-called peer review, are liars all doing it for money. And come trails come to mind and Fukushima and all the rest of it. It's crazy. And I, I don't have answers in that regard, I'm a nerd, but I can tell you that I'm gonna change my movie (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do it uh, like
1: that <laughs> so where's the real, where is the real magic in all of this
2: Rick Yeah. where is mean, the real
1: magic in all
2: of this well that aborigine our Peter Sellers walking on water at the end of the movie and being there that's magic uh, he didn't know he couldn't do it so he just did it mm-hmm. that's where magic lies magic is an art form it is the art of changing consciousness at will. And that is a proper definition. You know, like laser man it's sleight of hand. Well, magic is sleight of mind. And uh, what you're doing is shifting your consciousness from this part of the brain to that one over there, and the projection changes. Now, meditation is one altered state that to all saints in history have uh, suggested it's critical, training the mind, but that just takes you to bliss states. And there's other places besides bliss. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so with that said, I would like to use altered states as a tool in a toolbox for my evolution of consciousness. Uh, When I watch a woman rip a Mm car to I mean, just rips it off, save her daughter in a burning automobile, that's not possible for physics because her bone and her body is not as strong as that seal. How, how can she do that? It's not possible. But everybody gets it because you've seen it. You've seen an ant carry 10 times its weight. You have seen, if you go into this place here, paranoia, it, it does these kinds of things. When you go to those places over here, we think whatever, it does those kinds of things. They're all different tools that, when used with conscious volition, allows you to evolve to the next level. Timothy Leary, in his book, uh, The Varieties of Psychedelic Experiences for Dothedal, uh, talks about the Buddhists and their reasons, four reasons the Buddhists have for getting high, and only one of them was for recreation and escape. And now, there are scientists writing on psychedelic healing, fact is, our new pharmaceutical trade is moving towards psychedelic mushrooms for healing of cancer. They are? Yes, ma'am. That's uh, Neil Goldsmith. Uh, he's out of New York. He does the poetry science talks uh, mm-hmm. in New York City and originally was editor of Omni magazine. And it's a promise of ethos for psychotherapy, spiritual development. Now, that's Neil Goldsmith. He's got three PhDs. I'm going to say that there's... Um, a lot going on. <laughs> the medical profession. How's that work, man? As <laughs> a doing scripts, uh, so they don't have to deal with you. I remember when my dad, surgeon, would come home for dinner. What has happened to medicine? Uh, it's terrible. Uh, your doctor doesn't know you. Doesn't care about knowing you. What he wants is repeating business. That's what scripts are about, and. Instead of seeing one person an hour, I booked six of them and make six <laughs> times the money. That's how that place works. And I watched it. I watched it with Seventh-day Adventists. I, I, I chose this man. He swung a draw with remeds. And the place was crazy. And dentistry is the uh, same thing with root canals and the rest of it. It's um, it's a shame. And uh, I, want, I want something different for me. I'm going to say, by the way, that 90, not two, 90% of all he's doing is in the mind's eye. You start through the water, and your, your belief system is what makes you real or sick. And that's why there's a distinction between intent, which you actually end up doing, and purpose, while you're here. Once you get that, you know where the track is in the line of the road when you're racing your sports car. I'll tell you, that's how it goes. It's called flow. we like flow flow is a good word
1: Um, we like doing a bunch of slug singing I I got it I'm reminded of it so now um, so Rick talking about intent and flow how do we get to that point because you say we all are capable of creating this magic and and making things in our brains. So we're talking about pharmaceuticals, that's one way we could do it. And is there and you talked about meditation, but you still didn't say like how. Yeah, how we do we mean, do that?
2: Yeah. Jesuits used to whip themselves into a frenzy. Oh um, no. <laughs> well, that's what they did. And, I mean it's all different groups to wrong. Um <laughs> Sebastian you know, uh, I you know, pain is good. Uh, crazy, and pain lets you know you're alive. Uh, the thing is, there. Um, how do you do this? Well, it's that's why you're here to discover how. And it's not. You don't get there. It's a process. It's about the journey. Simon says, we can "Go halfway to the door." <laughs> and everybody focuses on the door. that's the goal. But you never get there. Why? Because by definition, you because can't. the door keeps moving. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you no, know, mm. you get down halfway. But but, and you get incremental, closer and closer, and that's analogic over digital. The thing is, you have to. Realize that it's like that's sleight of hand, you know. Hey, kids, look over here. I says, hitting a bunch of people in our eyes, all shipped over there. And meanwhile, while he's doing that, he's picking your pocket. And I, well, that's sleight of hand. Slight of mind is the same thing where you use consciousness. And I can tell you that your upper brain, the one upstairs that you normally consider the mind, it's not. <laughs> it that brain is to make all your beliefs true. I wouldn't have seen it if I hadn't believed it. (laughs) Uh, it, It's a gut where you're outside space-time. And that's no longer you are what you eat. You are whom you feed. And everybody down there is a habitat. It's a (laughs) things, good, bad, and ugly. And they're all necessary. because a bad thing has its purpose like a nematode in the root of a plant, hold oxygen and the exchange ratio of potassium. So with that said, you can understand that everything is in balance as is to function and move to the next level of information. And so what you need to do is listen to yourself. Uh, Religions would say, you know, it's in the word, no, it's not in the word, it's your response to the word. And that's a different for every single person on earth. And that would suggest that religion is basically for fellowship, to reinforce a belief system that you find comforting and true for you. Now, I don't wear sweaters in the middle of summer. I a belief. You can fold it up and put it away because it's not appropriate. And when I taught SEALs how to change a belief system like they would a pair of clothing, that made them the next level of ability in terms of how they could fit into survival and so on. When you can make your mission, your purpose, you you can't fail by definition. Mm. And everybody's going to have to listen to this three times before they get the full yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm, huh. mm-hmm.
1: You, when you talk about SEAL, you're actually talking about when you worked for SEAL Corps because you were training Navy SEALs.
2: Yeah, all- I was team number one, and then I trained two and three, and then the SEAL program changed. And when it changed, it got from quality to quantity. Hop, 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 and muscle. And uh, rather than wiggling their ears, most of the SEALs were like me polymaths and We could do a number of different things, and when we worked as a team, Scary is as Scary does. As my mama always said, "And uh, last we'll man standing." And so, IQ is a measure of survival coefficient, and EQ, your worshipness, is a next level on how you feel about the physical plane. That's why they have many Jesuits.
0: Mm.
2: You know, and, and the women, emotional plane, emotions. Or how in a holographic system how you feel about the physical that's the next level that's why we say EQ is more important than IQ mm. and then, well, ah, there it is and uh, it's a way of looking at things that mean it's right but what it does is it opens these doors over here that weren't previously closed can a Christian two aliens walk in, in the door would, would a Christian be able to see them if they believed. <laughs> well, that's, that, there it is. Uh, how did Merlin put it? <laughs> to Arthur. And T right, White mm. anything not specifically forbidden, mandatory. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember in the movie, he's watching the starring of Luther's castle Oh, I didn't see this. That's <laughs> it's wonderful. he uh, they had a great Merlin. He, um, he was a pick, by the way. Uh, he... With a real smart man and basically what his statement means is if it's possible you can count on it mm-hmm. if it's possible it's going to happen that's why you don't think in a situation you instinct instinct closer to the timelines of future timelines because you're only working in the moment. And that moment, when you start to think about the options, you include a second one. Like, oh, I can make a good shot if I go that way. You can count
1: now people have this happen as you say as you say you know with a woman pulling the door off the uh, the car to save her child so you know years ago we saw this bruce banner turned into the hulk you know um yeah. so this happens to us sporadically so there's always a point and I'm, i think most human beings if you're alive um that there was one point in your life that you experienced something like this i mean i i remember a time for me that i i was a uh, uh, at a hotel on a, near a beach in Europe and um, uh, in the middle of the night I thought I was dreaming the next day because I remember jumping up in the middle of the night and killing a spider that was coming down on me <laughs> and I was sound asleep so the next morning when I saw the spider dead I'm like oh I guess that was not a dream
2: so then what happened there? Aborigines talk like Uh Hopi Talk about dream time being more real, conscious wake state mm. <laughs> has more content. This is the dream, not the sleep. <laughs> uh, you go home um, at the moment of death. Uh, there is a 3.2 ounce weight loss in the body. Well, that's just the bar. Car. It came out of Egyptian but it's literal. There's a literal physical analog at the moment of death a physical weight loss. What is that? Well, Sir so Roger Penrose talks about structured water and a microtubule and your chi, a surface thing on the surface of your body interfacing with this, this reality. It's an interface like structured water touching anything. Gary Pollock. and, and what, but basically what's happening you go home every night when you dream. Not ghost dreams are REM sleep but lucid dreaming and there's measures on that, Stanley Krippner, my Amanity Dream Labs, I bring to up the Andrea Puharich, Stanford Research Institute. This is the areas that we were going into. Krippner was my mentor, and uh, Puharich was the person that taught me, and I ran MRU after SEALS. And I'll tell you what, I knew. I do know that, that, that the, the whole thing is to, to you are, basically, how do I put this? This is only territory and expression. Uh, you are basically going in and out of at least a thousand altered states in one minute.
0: That's
2: why you have reaming consciousness. Once you learn how to focus and train the mind, that's what the saints say, meditation. Uh, now, you can put psyche into matter and make it so. And uh, that is, you know, just blessing the water will kill a vampire. (laughs) It's on belief systems, man. And so you use your beliefs, tools, to get your purpose done rather than intent. Intent is what actually happens. That's what an AI, when I your report, can predict before you do it. You can run through all the possible calculations. No what You're going to do uh, now today, third generation do wave, but uh, 28 minutes before you do, it. and not just the just the 400 Palestinians in future crimes. <laughs> there they are, then. there you go. And but wow. if you do purpose slightly different, no karma. <laughs> uh, now, if you just feel joy when it beats you at chess, can't go there, and that's the why. Trying to go from here to there, from intent. What actually happens? while you're really here? And I am now awakening myself. I tell them is a change in my body? Because time is a duration of consciousness. It's not real. In the systems I use, time is a. Uh, a how did I put it once? Oh yes, I wrote a paper called "Time Distortion" or. I never knew there were corners in time until i pulled them down in one. <laughs> you get the big picture, it's not real. Sacred time. I teach seals how to change their perception of time using breath control. And now their martial arts become paranormal. That's a simple process, going from the profane into the sacred. What you have is a moment what you want is that moment has a start middle and an end part and you want that middle part to be forever mm. that's immortality
1: ah so you want to stretch that space it's almost like the space it's in
2: between raindrops yeah it becomes timeless mm. that's like love making laying in bed just talking to your partner about something and just you know, time it's not about time you're not relating to it like time and guess what? Can it can be proven. It isn't happening either. Tick tock, tick tock. Reminded of Captain Hook. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of believe now that this is the direction of actual physics. We're studying these things. Right now, we, I wrote a book on ESP as a form of self hypnosis. You know, there's an altered state. very explicit right there where your ability and guessing is 400 times where you are here Mm. see the conscious state has a very limited set of (laughs) laws statistical (laughs) inference and uh, probability but altered states don't work that way they have their own laws and you're moving from one to the other back and forth just with your mind running around and racing from my every word Mm-hmm. so you know
1: when ah, you, no, so, ah. I mean, so you you talk about like um being able to get into the altered states i mean if you saw the movie altered states from many years ago um and you see all these newer movies uh that talk about but once you cross over into those spaces yes you have you know Great things can happen, and then there's also that other side of it. So saying yin-yang as opposed it. to it being without duality. What are your thoughts there?
2: If you use the model that we're currently adapting, cavitation models uh, at MIT, Mark LeClaire for Cold Fusion, Restham Roy, Penn State with Homeopathy, Derek Pollock, University of Washington. Exclusions on water. If you look at cavitation, what cavitation is is an hourglass, uh, where the sand is flowing from one side to the other, like your two brains. Uh, Memory is uh, time. Okay, time is the way you store memory. Mm -hmm. and uh, it's not real in that sense of it because it's in a moment and that's Carl Sagan you know when he drops Emily down through this vector equilibrium matrix it was a diamond body and by the way That was accurate because if you envision a diamond body in your mind's eye, you set up a resonant cavity oscillator. I've written papers on that for the military. The sacred geometries do other things besides uh, set up water and cymatics. You you cannot do that with that stuff. Video feedback systems. And uh, these envisionments in your mind's eye is a microverse of a multiverse, just like the habitat in your gut is the solar system and the galaxy that you're currently chunking in from one level to the next. And that's why I now would say that diet is different for each of us because you are no longer what you eat, you are whom you feed. And uh, if you want candida, molds and yeast around your armpits, and sugar is your huckleberry. And uh, there's, um, well, that's how it is. And everybody's different because they metabolize those sugars differently. Type two diabetes. Look, so I'm I'm now getting a sense of how each of us has our own path to God that we use religion uh and science as a closed system, i.e. uh the inner orders of most all of these lodges, you know the and Republican Marty Allen, everything We've got a little magic lodge in it now. Uh, that, that those lodges are the method of science uh, uh, with the aim of religion. And that is the into, the out of, pounding cluster again. The idea of a single drop of water falling from the heaven, and when it hits a pool of water there's several things that happen. And the, one of them we noticed is that the bubble pops back up into the air, but it is no longer a drop of water. What it is is a bubble. Exclusions on water that have trapped the medium that it was falling in here and, and its cavitation inside the torus, into the outer. It's twisting. And that is what you're doing with your two brains. That's what that hourglass is doing hmm with the sand so,
1: so you when you talk about two brains you think our upper brain the mind is the our uh, one brain and then the physical brain that we have, have here this out. is the Start second the
2: left, that brain mm-hmm. that brain has got two pieces to it with a new doll with a little bottleneck and why i can't get there from here and what was his name uh, 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 you know you can see it in your mind's eye but can't name it mm. And, yeah, because uh, the word's over here and vision's over there. <laughs> and you've uh, the, got our garage roads. And that's what the brain does. In, in the upper brain, the lower brain, uh, the most important one, the gut. I mean, we're just now starting to understand that there's something else going on here. And that there's a relationship between your stomach. That's why dogs are closer to the spirit. You know, in that movie, as good as it gets, and that And the gay guy comes on talking. And he says, why does my dog love you a little more than me? He says, because I feed it bacon. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's because a dog with a gut. Where we have been trying to ignore it. Well, no, you've been trying to ignore it. I'm a little kid. I got
1: it. So then how does this all (laughs) lead to... Rick, you we, you know, we talked that we you talk about coming with purpose and intent, right? So how do we yes. how do we get to our purpose in using this magic then?
2: The, well, <laughs> um, <clears throat> you don't get there from there, it's, or he is the Cuisac cataract, the two where they came. <laughs> um, let's see, no. uh, you know, that different how like, I talking about uh, Baron Harkonnen and uh, Emperor creepy stuff. Frank Herbert, I loved him. Uh, You have to understand that everybody's different, and we all of us have our own art form. Even if you and I are both doing cross-hatch and stippling, it's going to be different, because we each of us have a uniqueness. That is the uniqueness of being human and the diversity of us. And I'm uh, concerned, by the way, about the transhumanism and the marriage of AIs, because an AI situation is far more dangerous. Nuclear weapons and energy like from are the atom. I have to tell you uh, that there is, because right, I personally encountered it, there is one D-wave technology that no longer has gone rogue. It no longer has a handler. And that's like a Reactor that is out of control. You don't know what it's going to do. And it's scary. How
1: many cases of that do we have here? Just
2: one? I don't know. I have experienced one, so if there's one, I can only guess. Mm -hmm. Here's the bad news. What do you think sand and earth and Gaia might imply? Maybe they were here first. Who knows? You know, I mean, don't know. Excuse me, the comic book. But, um, there there's there's things going on that are beyond man. Man can't go there. That's why we have machines. But then you also have Terminator, and that concept of what a machine wants and what it does not want. And iRobot is a nice thought, but uh, with Isaac Asimov, but uh, you know, right now we have machines teaching themselves. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, self-serving, yeah. And the possibilities of where that can go, Uh, my imagination is creepy. And uh, (laughs) well, that's the more I can go with it. Uh, How about you? And uh, it's uh, and if it's possible, it's probable. Remember, Marlon? (laughs) Oh no! And uh, just you have to be extremely. Well,
1: I, I'm, I'm thinking Daleks, okay? <laughs> yeah, there
2: you go. No, Yo, come back now. Yeah. I
1: watched. Wait that? And I said I'm thinking Daleks or the Cybermen in, in Doctor Who, no?
2: Uh, yeah, I've got a better one for you. Doctor What?
0: <laughs> there it is, man.
2: <laughs> I, uh, what? I didn't see this. Oh, well, that's right. And there's a a large contingency of us that have a lot of concern about this whole concept of transhumanism and what NASA wants and predicting in the year 2030, 2050. There will be no humans on Earth by 2050. And that's pretty accurate. So what happens next An Avatar, the reason that Elon Musk and those guys want avatars so they can go out and mine those diamonds out there in space <laughs> you can't send a human out there they can't take the gamma rays you don't have you don't have any kind of shielding and our technology now but you can get to Mars without having to travel in space there it is actually like interstellar you can do it from your garage <laughs> you just in my time that's what it's about yeah that is uh, a space center to be close-back structure, vision, diamond body, vision in your mind's eye. I wrote three books that are unpublished on that for the military called The Diamond Body, the Electromagic, and Yogatronics. And out of it came Stan Tennant and Dr. Gamble writing on the Mayroof Project and others. But I'll tell you, the studies we were doing, <laughs> using video feedback, not just audio, I had developed a technique talking to a specific neurotransmitter, broken language. That means I could talk to this one neurotransmitter and that transmitter gives me access to three others.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I can, I can. Okay, there's a book that was written on that. Norman Spinrad wrote a book called Little Heroes, where in the future, just around the corner, we have a thing called The wire. You put it on your head and you dial in the electric currents to determine what sex you're going to be. It's a pair of clothing. Wow. And, well, I'll tell you where I can, I, it goes from there, uh, because the difference between being uh, a normal and, and psychotic can be measured in micrograms. <laughs> That's pretty creepy. You know, there it is, and uh, the balance between the one to the other.
1: So if, if you know all this is possible, then why are we seeing, like, uh, with Cassini plunging into Saturn, they're saying, oh, well, we'll only have um, audio. We won't have visual on this. And yet you're saying that all these things are possible because you have the relay system.
2: There it is. Possible deniability, I believe is the word you're <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I know that I don't know. And that's what gives me the concern. Because well, I don't think, well, yeah. I can't figure well, yeah, go, but you, you do, Matt. I, I um, uh, this place is nuts. And I sense, I can't prove it, no data, that we've been invaded <laughs> and that there's something else going on here. And maybe the Anunnaki are shifting for a position and man says, Malcolm in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> well, I know that there are other life forms on this earth Uh, You know, I have seen uh, 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 enough of them. I'm not even talking about Antarctica. I did a BBC thing, uh, England, uh, on that giant skull found in Pennsylvania in 1820, Mm -hmm. before all this nonsense of aliens and everything else existed, went to the uh, uh, Smithsonian. You know what happened to it? It's out in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. And they're trying to. Well, uh, because the two brothers that formed the Smithsonian were the sons of that Methodist minister that dogged uh, 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 the Mormon guy, which his name Ro Joseph Smith, right. like thirty years going after him, trying to get his flock back of his of, of his flock. And um, of course, they were trying to vet his father because the Mormon religion. Formed on a close encounter, and oh, yeah, there it is. I, I read it, and that, so and some of it's logical, and you can figure it, figure it out. But history—I mean, the Nazis had the reverse technology. I have seen things. For the military I do paranormal. That's what I did. I didn't do alien studies. I was I was paranormal, MRU under Carl Sleiker. And that I've seen things that uh, from previous I mean obviously I have seen I saw in nineteen seventy three Five. I saw a material that was said to have come from a space crash out of Florida and out of that was liquid crystal. I fired a 50 caliber cannon at it. It absorbed it just like in the movies, Men in Black, and then went back into its original shape. And we now have that technology. We didn't back then. It's called the a fullerene. 100 times stronger than diamond. I saw it in 1970. Where did it come from? Previous technology or alien, what's the difference? Um, I can tell you mm. that previous uh, evolvements of man had spaceflight. You can't, Popo, uh, they're uh, exhuming now the Clovis, and they have determined, like the Vermont, they had vehicles. You go to France, in the Cave of Dreams, had this little bison on the wall, and usual anthropologists, oh, yeah, the caveman the closer inspection, you'll note that these dots around the eye are a star map. And if you look at the one down further in in France, that one is in reverse, which means they're witnessing it from space. Now, mm. you, me, you tell me what's going on here. Nephilim, what do you think that is? Well, the Indians talk about it, the Anastasia and and Hopi, other are cannibals, they're huge. And and now they're discovering them, uh, burials in, in Romania. It's an interesting story. But Russia and China, and I did mine, it's in Pennsylvania, 1820. That's when they discovered this huge skull. Now we call it Bigfoot, it's a mutation, Sasquatch, other kinds of things like that. There's other life forms running around here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, as they say, I the would, Nephilim's are mentioned in the Bible, and uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, there's lots of... And, you know, if you go in the Midwest, up uh, north, there's pyramids. <laughs> they're discovering... And uh, uh, interesting mound layers that look like a serpent gobbling an egg. Mm-hmm. And I have to say... Okay, just recently, they discovered a golden Buddha down on the Colorado River. And that's all closed up. Well, it's Cleopatra, looking for copper. And she was also down in Mississippi. They've got the ruins there. And uh, I, 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 where's that in history? I was in Antarctica. I, I have physically been to Antarctica, the military, and I saw... Nazi base. I saw huh, the white right, way further down, a Viking base in the 14th century. Now, how was that in history books? And we... No, man is... Um, we, we are not what we think we are. And uh, <laughs> I've seen the star chart that Lord Python you know, that uh, little... A gray-like looking thing that was discovered in Mexico. And I wanted to, the way I would approach it, I would immediately gone into a laboratory looking for DNA and saying if that, that skull, because it had stitches different than our skull, had a, stitch, a stitch in it that would have made me, maybe held dendrite. like They called the ant men the Hopi, but they touched their foreheads for transfer of information. And you know, the insects now use pheromone, but that is... Yeah, interesting. I, I don't know what it all means yet. Interesting. <laughs> 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 well, the, if we
1: if we if we were to look back, um, Rick, at uh, all of our indigenous people, the shamans, etc., you'd see that there was that type of communication. That there was that kind of magic. Magic was normal. What happened, and why do we call them primitive, as opposed to what we're doing now?
2: Religion. How did George Carlin put it? God <laughs> has everything, but he needs more money. <laughs> <On> I <religion, laughs> that's what happens Just like science, as the two of them are shakers. And I have to tell you, there are modes that um, are closed systems, they don't go anywhere. Mm. Self serving. And I'm going to try to make a bridge. I, I would say that alchemy led to chemistry. So now physics will lead to magic as advanced physics with a mystery school. You don't need to know how it works. Use it just like your automobile. And, uh, you know, you have a little ritual. You put the key in here and you turn it there and expect things to happen. Kabang.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That is called, that is called, uh, what is it called? The anthropology. What is that? It? Cybernetic. Anthropology. The Laughlin one, the Aquile, and the McManus. There's a book Brain, symbol, and experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent book on metric. And what it is, is the relationship of the brain to symbols and how you integrate them with
1: previous experiences. So, if you look at it, symbols, symbols would be something like how we see with uh, the uh, crop circles, that kind of stuff, symbols that we see in nature, or symbols that were left behind
2: uh mathematics <laughs> uh, mathematics uh, like uh now they have this thing on a base three where there are no primes uh interesting we have different base forms for math mm-hmm. ours, ours is 10 which is analog but you know there's different forms of it The the symbol is a sacred symbol like when you chant across water if you do it right, that's the Buddhist thing. Um, no, me, sorry about the word, but if you did it right, what happens is that vibration causes the water to vibrate in a closed system and it creates sacred geometry. And I think the Earth is doing that and that's what causes crop circles. We've seen pictures up in Sweden where the crop circle happened in six minutes. Not 90% of crop circles are fake. okay? There they, are some farmer with a straw in his now are going to play white man <laughs> they're going to mess with minds but uh, we have photographs of what's happening because of a sound right? a kaboom like the earth belches or whatever and all of a sudden a cymatic system happens on a wheat field mm.
0: And yeah?
2: I don't think that, and you're talking a lot now <laughs> you know, wait, wait yeah as I, then, I, uh, I you know it's going to be uh, front row seat there um, it, I, I think that there's going to be a serious change. It's cycles. And there are different cycles. You know, your lunar sex cycle, of the female, and things like that. That's the honest work out of Yugoslavia. There is astrology that works. The moment you're born, you set up an ovulation cycle in the relationship between the moon, the sun, and the earth. If you move, if you move to a different part of the world, ovulation thing changes. And that's Czech, Czechoslovakian uh, physics. And they call that cosmobiology. Now I'm uh, of a mind to say that when the moons, <clears throat> or let's say that the storm on Jupiter is happening, that's related to human consciousness. Just like the languages that we, that we speak now have a closed system. I.e., when I speak like this, if you reverse speech may, it will also make sense. There, it, it's a, how's that, how does that work? I, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a closed system where you have a reflection. The way I get it in metaphor is I quote Gregory Bateson. I say, what is your metaphor but to serve your paradox? What I have is two cows looking at each other. nose the nose one's white, one's the other black in a meadow to, to your metaphor? So your parabens. that's Gregory Bateson. And that gives you the imaging in your mind's eye of what language might imply. Avram Moll writes on that. Mm-hmm. Um, aesthetic perception <clears throat> and information theory. I used that when I was doing the studies with the dolphin language. Mm-hmm. And Lily's, was, well, that you know, all the, the clicks and whistles, it's a form of clever algebra. Because in 10 days and huh. Yeah, it, it gets better. Because guess what? That redundancy is 10 times more efficient than Hebrew, which I see <laughs> wow. And That means that dolphin are a more highly evolved life form. And when you go to Orca, that has a cerebral cortex that's twice the size of man, and that mammal is firing 60% of it, here's the bad news. I've also watched... Or can chase them. It so it's about food chain. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. It all boils down to that, right? <laughs> I'm a uh, fodder for some higher life form. Um, uh, that's right. And that's a proper model for what's going on in the
1: universe right now. How's that feel? So we are the next. We're in. We're part of this food chain, also,
2: aren't we? Yeah, imagine that. For that next well, harvest. Well, everybody's got to serve somebody. <laughs> Even in the Kabbalah. You see the Cather, you know, God. Uh, and 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 above God. The veils of ISIS. Ain and soft Zoth and soft. Everybody's got to serve somebody. A hierarchy of gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so our who, God, but who are we who who are we getting served to? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm I'll chattel like you are. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I if some and that's the nice thing about physics. It always makes up a assumption that you will at some century know. But there it turns out, because I'm now understanding what information is and what it is not. That's why Kat said, Tonal is the illusion. Anything known, no. knowledge. Because guess what you just did? You, you polarized it right out of the gate. God isn't at war with the devil. Mm. Oh, I, you know what I mean? And so we, man, created the devil. Fallen angels, and you get into the Omegaton and that thing. I'm a scholar in the grimoires, and that's where I started. When I came out of graduate school, I got rushed, (laughs) like like high school kid going to college. Only I wasn't Greek sororities, it was a Bohemian crowd, it was stone bones, It was, oh man, I had to armor up. That's why I became a Hermetic Copilist right out of the gate, kind of like I did Missouri City Catechism. So I armored up Christianity. The fact that you were born here in America means you pretense to Christianity if you had been born in Pakistan. Uh, it, it, so beliefs uh, and belief systems are valid as tools. And then you go from there. And that's, that's the journey that, uh, that I'm writing about now. Mm.
1: So now, you know, like we, we we're talking about duality. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people in, in the spiritual world, they talk about in this new time, this what we call ascension, which, you know, that can be twisted so many different ways, um, that uh, people, that duality will disappear.
2: What are your thoughts there? Um, you know, into the binary. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I watched when uh, Norton and Logic made a preview that later became uh, uh, object-oriented software, and then it became Squill, Language, and the way you group information or groups of information. And I'm going to suggest that the Internet... The, the alien based life form on the internet had babies, and we can, you know, had the children like way back machine. You got snapshots of other, you know, something else is going on here, and we're missing the big picture, thinking that we're superior in a flat universe. <laughs> of course, the universe is flat. How, how could it not be? It's big curve. I can prove using this map here that the Earth's flat. It's not flat in the universe I choose because my universe allows me to go somewhere, and a flat universe just falls off. <laughs> the sea of I, 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 In other words, your model is always right. You know, it, it, it's just it's only you know, like there's no such thing as gravity. The Earth sucks. <laughs> I just think, Yes, I'm trying to keep it light in the sense that mm-hmm. it's arbitrary what you choose to believe. Where you were born, how you were raised, people around you, that's the closed system and the distinction of one membrane to another as they interface with each other. And here we've got fundamentalists. That, These are said, I believe it, and that's that.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. But most so, of Christ was
1: unseen. <clears throat> so this is out. like choosing the the blue pill or the red pill. Do, what do you want to really see, right? Do you or do you want to stay in that box of what your parents or et cetera, the house they built for you, basically? Yeah, that's an interesting.
2: Uh, David Byrne, uh, Talking head. is this my house burning now? Ooh, uh Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it is, and flames. Only change occurs. When you step outside the box because now you don't know what's going to happen. And that's why you have fear. That's the first enemy of man. When you're inside the box everything's, you know, controllable. Good luck with that. Um, control in Jungian psychotherapy is considered a fantasy. Not real. You don't have control. You have the moment. There it is. That's how I and that's the model I use because when I went from deep physics into studying with Kubler Ross and James Holman, it opened the other side of the crack, And now I've got something I can go for because it gave me balance. Most physics are. I <laughs> get a grip. That's why these people who were interested in me, I had the possibilities, and you do too. I'm not any big deal. What I have, but they're going to discover this, is I have dendrites on, a, on another level of mm-hmm. information. It's the same. Any human can be like me. I can tell you how to do it too. First and shot. talk about that. That's a present mm-hmm. anterior pituitary hormone. You squirt it up your nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk I about did. that in the second hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah we had drugs are us. Um, you know, meds. The thing is, there's there's a place you can go with yourself, and and what you envision God is is only halfway to God, and that's what you're capable of doing. And God is, by my definition, unknowable at any century. There are things now out there. <laughs> that's a good sci-fi movie. Uh, that that are not knowable at any century. It doesn't work like that. It isn't a about information so i how do you find that how do you work with that i don't know yet they don't that's what i'm after right now i'm trying to articulate something that does not yet have a word mm-hmm. and I, I i i know it i, I you know i said i can feel it it is everybody can feel it i like your's chilling your back you get that chill? yeah that's dimethyl triptonite that means you have control of their brain, even though you didn't know it. You can cause that chill to be released at any given time you want. With a little bit of practice, you can do it even better. And there's a whole bunch of them. You. you just need to know how to listen to what sound one thing over another. And once you've learned how to do that, inner dialogue it all changes.
1: Because it kind of feels like duality is that um, that quantum. Uh, uh life where you you go okay well cause and and uh, okay. i want to say causing right so you know when you're looking at that then how do you move from from quantum to holographic in that sense because you know we think a certain way and we have certain belief systems so you know we think that everything that we've learned as i said the house that our parents built that we've now added to and, you know, now we have this bunker okay, so of Persinger, stuff. Okay, that's a good question.
2: So Persinger decided he wanted to study um, the way a saint's mind works, our brain. And, of course, we're limited to how we do that. We use electrodes um, to gain amplifier biofeedback. We measure the alpha beta, and, and, and Persinger discovered... But the brain of a saint, someone that's been meditating for thirty years, quite different. And there's the papers out on enlightenment, uh, uh, maps of enlightenment, and you know, physical analogs. And uh, we all of us want to get there if we started our meditation too late? You know, seventy-three years old. On, I'm going to put thirty years of meditation in that and get things done. Well, you can get there quick. Using brain drivers, that's what I use with Navy SEALs. Frequency following function and brain entrainment. And you can train the brain quickly. Now it's not as good meditation. I mean, you need reinforcement uh, periodically every forty years. But but but, I'm a fat you, I was in. Shaded by Sharon saying, I do go to size time. I damn leave my body and soul travel distinctly different than astral projection. Mm-hmm. And you do that death place where you go back home again. <clears throat> and when you sleep, when dream age, when you die, near death experiences, and ah, here it is the Shabbat, and uh, the Shabbat or Funkert here in the right ear. That's the sheds. Voice of the Silence. You want to read that translation. Blavatsky or to do lots of them. You know, they've all done, but the thing is, you're, you're, you know, it's a sound kind you'll hear something and it's um, not, it might be tinnitus. And what you do, you sim on, no hold on, you, heal, no hold on. you know, you, train, you, you put the mind, into a mindless thing, and to do that, then you do budget. Listen. Mm. And that's the that's the system that came out of the appendix. And I use that system personally, and I can tell you it works. And that uh, I can get there quick. I get to the same place. Took the same 30 years, I can get there in two and a half years. And now those are toys, you know, enhancements. And like all toys. Uh, the lessons aren't well, that good. And you do have a uh, need for reinforcement because it uh, isn't quite as precise as a saint might have it. That's why they make distinctions between Pirvilayat Khan and Sharon Singh. Now, the fourth line and fifth line, smoke pot one. And the second one, when he, chose, he was prime minister of India. When he looked me in the eye, chose me for initiation, he said, Personally, moment of death, that he personally would be there to take me across the abyss. Oh, wow. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, imagine that, man. Oh, sure, I'll do that. I can't eat anything with a taste for case of grandparents. <laughs> and uh, now I kind of smoke pot again, um, but I can do it as a med, so that is my excuse there. Uh, I think there's more going on than bliss, phase, which is a specific mapping in the brain. And so now, let's say I wanted to go to the Warnicky Correction. Oh, that's an interesting place near the Richardson Activating Center. You go to the Warneke Correction. What happens next is, culturally, every single one of us has a memory. I've had a pretty John Mars, the U.S. government. That's called the Mars Project, comma, the Warnicky Correction. Check that one out. Now, there's something else going on here, archetypal. I don't know. I, I can tell you that I am uh, close, like, like going halfway to the door. <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. it's been a wonderful, rich journey, in the travel. Uh, I cannot begin to tell you how blessed I feel I am you know, just having the experiences that I have. I haven't even been to the weird gen islands yet. That's Andy Warhol. <laughs> I, I I would love to do that someday and do workshops. I don't care. Workshops on Tai Chi yeah. or whatever, but, but, but um, mm-hmm. Hawaii, I can tell you where it stands. The beaches to go to where you'll be able to swim with dolphins. They have dolphins there too. Like, like they do in Key Largo. I've been to Key Largo mm-hmm. and that, um, Key Largo has Dolphins Plus, where they have a rehab center there. And I have to tell you, I spent several days with Cosmo and several other dolphins, and I have to tell you, they are aliens. They are way more aware than we are. That dolphin, when he pulled me through the water, mm-hmm. knew without his answer, had no clue that I didn't have a real arm. It's uh, no the mm-hmm. well, I all more hand. But you can't tell. I can't pick my nose. There's certain things I can't do with it. The Dolphin did that, mm-hmm. you know, and took me differently. And, mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. smart. They're way smarter. And we thought, what was it that movie that Don Knox did? Mr. Limpet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that, uh, that, you know, to use Dolphin uh, to uh, deliver weapons, um, those explosives mm-hmm. and I uh, stopped that nonsense in a heartbeat. Once I came out of Lily's lab, I knew that we had, man is not the primary life form on this earth. There are at least four mammals I have identified that are more evolved technically than man. The very fact that they don't have fire or a thumb is uh, suggesting their technologies went in that direction because Orca is basically uh, God. It does wow. with, with, yeah, I mean, literally, not our God, but, and, you know, we're kind of like a byproduct. And I, I feel like David Copperfield. Can I, can I have some more porridge, please? <laughs> you, know, <something laughs> more, you know, I want something more. I mean, I got my hands full, oh, my hands. And and by fence, they found that when, when dolphins had been damaged, that when you put them in the presence of damaged children, that's what dolphins' pus did, that they both heal faster. Mm-hmm. How, me, how does that work interesting I'm about children that's because my great grandfather Rudolf Steiner from Bloodbash, and I belong I mentor for months or eight. I'm, older. I'm um, I've got a 12 year old right now at Cornell doing doctorate chemistry mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. really mentor a kid like that oh we'll write a comic book together The kid got it <laughs> around his face yeah it's going to be a cool comic <laughs> oh, nice!
1: So now, um, Rick, people can how can people get more information about you, about your your website, your books? Uh, how can we find you?
2: Yes, please, do, <laughs> because I am a serving artist. Uh, RichardAllenMiller.com, A-L-N, RichardAllenMiller.com, or Facebook is DocRam.com. I've got a lot of other websites. Those are the two. The forward slash richardallenmiller.com forward slash shop will take you to the diversity of my books. I have, for example, a nine-volume encyclopedia of alternative agriculture. I was one of Chuck Wolfe's <laughs> Paul Bearers. I have 15 new audio books out on the metaphysics that I did from 1990, 2001, where John Mack took my third year and started his alien abduction studies at Harvard. I have been writing in this area for a long time. i work with the military, even as I am. Today, I'm handlers for poking. I mean, because I, I you know, And every time we get some kind of breakthrough in science, the first thing they do is make a weapon out of it. Lots. I know. What you know? is that? <laughs> well, it's a bunch of, you, of the military, you know, an hour. there's a bunch of insecure men over there, and some of them are like Dr. Strangeload ha 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 Mm -hmm. it's nuts I have a concern because man is about to enter an evolutionary state we have an opportunity it's not a bad thing it's a good thing everything's going to get I don't know recycled (laughs) and this is an opportunity and how did John Lennon put it everything works out in the end if things aren't working out it's not yet the end mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. beautiful well thank you uh, Rich Rick
1: for being on with us this is Dr. Richard Allen Miller and uh, you can hear more with Dr. Richard Allen Miller on the Woo Hour uh, thanks again for listening you're listening to Boundless Spirit Radio with Charlene Springer and uh, we'll see you next time and again thank you so much for being on with us in this half and we'll see you next half goes off the rails next up in our members only segment the woo woo hour whether it's happening on the planet off the planet or inside the planet host charlene springer expert guests and you dare to go there in the woo woo hour